When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Tone Armstrong, and we are here tonight to recap the Wednesday night episode of Big Brother Canada 10. It's the penultimate Wednesday episode, the penultimate Wednesday episode before the final Wednesday episode, which is the penultimate episode of the whole season. Uh, we are here to talk through it all on a uh what what we intend to be a bite-sized podcast but there are quite a few of us here so uh we'll see how it goes uh with me tonight is Chappelle how you doing Chappelle I'm good Taryn the end is so close that we can taste it at least that's what the show told us it's so close (laughs) you can literally taste it and yeah, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm happy to be included. This is a crazy panel of people. So I'm like, just ease my way in at the very end, you know, <laughs> kind of weasel my way in like a ghost, some would say. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm good here. I'm good. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we had to get uh, the band back together after the uh, the Chappelle Melissa Wednesday night recap. <laughs> uh, Melissa is joining us as well. <laughs> Yes, I'm here. And uh, I'm here also to report that it was a tangram uh, last time. <laughs> Two weeks? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I just want to explain now that I'm yeah, on my Wednesday so- episode. So if you were here two weeks ago, Melissa was like, uh, no, no, not a puzzle. There was something with paper that you cut the pieces of paper and then you put the pieces of paper back together. And we were like, so a puzzle. She was like, no. And so she goes and she tweets out, look, it's a tangram. I'm like, oh, interesting. I Google tangram. And what do you know? The very first line of description, a puzzle. There is a large difference. I mean, you can say that a Rubik's Cube is a puzzle because you solve it, but it's not a jigsaw puzzle, which is the puzzle you two were describing. Excuse me, I don't think I've said the word jigsaw in that entire podcast. That's exactly where the confusion stemmed from. This all came from you guys. Roll the tapes. This all came from you. You should have been more clear that it was a jigsaw. We should have been more clear that we meant jigsaw when we didn't mean jigsaw. Well, if you didn't mean jigsaw, then you were just We should have, by, 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 here's, how should, okay, so we didn't mean jigsaw. So when we said not a jigsaw, but when we just said puzzle, we should have specified not a jigsaw puzzle. 
Look, Not a the cube. accepted language is when you refer to a puzzle is a jigsaw puzzle. It's not referring to a bunch of other stuff, like one of those little mystery puzzles where you really have to get the little like key <laughs> off of the ring or whatever. It's referring to a jigsaw puzzle. Okay. Mm, so, okay. so what would you, what would you call like the, uh, the, the thing that the, the veto that Helena won the first veto where they were, you know, building a, a thing. That is a puzzle. <laughs> Karen, see, I, I don't see where this is. I don't see. I don't I, understand where this is coming from, Taryn. I, I see. I see what Melissa's saying. I do. Yeah, but it's I, like, also, I don't see where this is going. But also, mm. I typed in tangram into Google, and it said, "Do you mean a tangram puzzle?" And I was like, "No, not that." And I was like, yeah, "Are you sure?" Yeah, not and that. Like, and I was like, "Are you?" It was like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "No." They're like, "But that's all we have here is tangram puzzles. It's not really another tangram." So I get it. I, I see both sides. We can talk about it later on. Look, I'm just to trying that. to spread the gospel of the tangram <laughs> so everyone understands that what a tangram is and how annoying they are. Mm, all right. Well, we've been making great time so far, uh, <laughs> and we've been leaving uh, our other guest here in the lurch. Puya has joined us here tonight as well. How you doing, Puya? I'm great. I'm not here to add to the puzzle debacle, quite frankly, <laughs> because I know y'all want to move it along. I'm here to moderate, but let's move on. <laughs> yes. the moderator says cut it cut that. <laughs> <laughs> we will be joining me later tonight with the survivor stock watch as well so make sure you tune in for that of course uh but we are here to talk about tonight's episode of big brother canada 10 um i i gotta say i expected big things from this episode i felt like there were um some big things to see mm-hmm. and i think that um, I think the episode uh, didn't really fulfill those expectations. I think that uh, my expectations were a little high. Uh, I think it was a fine episode. Uh, I think that uh, it had good content, but I was hoping for something better than I think we ultimately got. Uh, but, um, you know, I, it's, that's that's sort of, I think, the perspective of somebody who, you know, fully knew everything uh, that was going to happen coming in. Um, Chappelle, what were, you, what were your thoughts on the episode? Yeah, see, I'm behind on the feeds. So I did not know what the, I guess, the prevailing thought processes of all the players is right now, as it stands before the episode airs, obviously. Um, And so I just knew that, you know, we had our new HOH and that Josh was in uh, hot water. And so I was like, okay, I wonder how this is going to go. But watching the episode, it did raise a few questions. It looked like it was pretty cut and dry one way. It looked like it shifted about halfway through to Josh starts to you know, work his way back into Betty's good graces and vice versa. And then by the end, he's on the block, but it doesn't look like he's the target. So I thought it told a pretty concise story. I just don't know what I missed by not keeping up with the feeds. Yeah, uh, I I will say I didn't expect them to show what we saw pretty quickly, which was um, the plan to reveal the secret veto stuff. Uh, now, I don't think we got it in the level of detail or with the sort of like... Uh, you know, flair that uh, it perhaps should have been shown in uh, considering how effective it was. But, um, but we did get it a little bit. Um, and, and ultimately that leads to the Helena and Jace conversation where Jace fails to uh, disclose that information, I guess would be the, uh, the proper way of, uh, of putting what she failed. She failed to disclose the fact that she had the secret veto and then kind of got caught with her, with her pants down a little bit. Like, uh, Ooh, yeah, I did. I did not tell you that. I, mm, yeah, that's, I didn't think you would know that actually. Whoops. Yeah. I think, I think generally like 
they got all the information across, like, or at least like by the end of the episode, you kind of understood what had happened, but there was really no, I guess, drama to it. There was really no excitement to it necessarily. Like, I don't know. I just, I felt like Monday's episode for me was like, whoa, oh man. Like every, every like scene was something else happening. And it was just like the way it was portrayed was just really exciting. This one was kind of just like, yeah, and here's the information. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that um, the explanation of like the plan to like get her to reveal the, or I guess Kevin and Helena's plan, like part of it was just described by them in the diary room and not necessarily like you see it, people, you see it happening in real time. I I just felt like it didn't work as well for me. Um, And then of course the JC Lynn thing, I mean, like it has been talked about on this podcast, like, you know, a lot where, you know, it's like, oh, well, she, she, uh, handled that so wrong when, uh, basically she kept trying to press her for that information. Like, cause, um, Betty at the time knew that she had won the, the secret veto and was pressing her on it and pressing her on it and like hoping that she would reveal it and she wasn't revealing it. And then finally she just admits like, look, I know about this. And then she tries to kind of be like, Oh, who told you that? And doesn't explicitly say like, I, yes, I did until like a little later. And I think it kind of was condensed down. So it just kind of seemed like a nothing bit where it was just like, oh yeah, I actually know that you won the secret veto. And then she's just like, yeah, yeah, I I did. And like, that's the end of it where there was no, like, there was no drama to it. There was no like, oh no, is she gonna, she's not saying it, but she knows that she, she won it. Like what is going to happen? It was just like, yeah, I know about it. Oh, okay. So if I didn't know any better, I would think like everyone handled that fine. And it went really well for everybody involved because she confronted her about it and she didn't deny it. She just said, yep, that's true. Oh, okay, great. Everything went well, but that's not really how it went in real life. So I feel like that wasn't portrayed as accurately as it could have been. I think. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we saw, we see Betty saying like, uh, like what are you trying to pull one over on me here? Right. Like, uh, like we see Betty react negatively to Jace's sort of like, I didn't know that you would know that, but, um, so I, I do think we got, we got that, but I agree in, in general, it was, it was very sort of like, and I get, I, I expected that we wouldn't see it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad we at least saw a little bit of it. Um, it's now probably the sort of thing where, you know, somebody watching the episodes back, we could at least be like, oh yeah, that whole thing was much bigger than you saw versus like, oh no, Betty wasn't convinced by Kevin at Wendy's. It was a whole, thing that, okay so it no. starts here like uh mm-hmm. it's at least we have the bare bones of uh of what True. actually happened here um and uh we also see uh the betty and josh conversation where uh betty is going to um is sort of express to josh just how hurt she is um and uh and all of that but yeah yeah i mean this is listen when last time we spoke taryn uh, it was shambles city for the two of the the two of them they were not happy with each other mostly betty not happy with josh i'm happy they put this on the show i'm happy we saw them rekindle things betty's like you know i was thinking when i get married you'd be up there Josh, like you're my best friend you're my friend hug it out i love the you know i'm 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 a cheesy guy so i do i do love this i'm glad they put this on here nice to see yeah. Uh, and so we get to the nomination ceremony. Betty makes the decision to nominate Josh and Jace, leaving Helena and Kevin off the block. And Jace is just like, 
what the hell? How are yeah. they still off the block? How do they keep getting away with it? Honestly, like, I I kind of agree with Jace on this one. I feel like her argument to Betty by saying, you know, they, they're snakes. They've been lying this whole time. They've lied, they've lied once. They're going to lie again. Like, that's just the way that they, they do this thing. I feel like I would believe her and if I'm Betty. I, I would think that, that that would resonate with me. Like, oh, yeah, like these guys somehow keep avoiding all these situations. I just feel like Jace did a really good job in that conversation. And I'm surprised that Betty didn't, you know, take the bait, essentially, and keep Jace safe in this situation. It really, really, really should have been Kevin and Helena on the block for Betty's game. Um, I just think that that would have been much better for her. I, I'm inclined to agree with you, Melissa, because uh, at first I was thinking the same thing. Like, what? What is happening? Why? This is this should make sense. You know, Kevin and Alina are definitely a, to, a twosome. You don't have a pair because Josh just put you up. So you cannot say that you know that y'all are mm-hmm. a duo. So why would you take out somebody who clearly does not have anywhere else to go? But then you start to think of who JC Lynn is in the game. And she's somebody who's won competitions, who has proven to win competition, uh, t- uh, top competitions when it's clutch. You know, she's taken herself off the uh, the block several times. So it's like, do you take your risk at having Jay-Z Lynn there to po- possibly win the next three competitions or two or three competitions? And then how do you what do you say when you're sitting next to Jay-Z Lynn? Sure, I pulled all these these strings, but you can't touch her because she's never, you know, immune. Well, she's never not immune. So I think it's just she's kind of got herself in our in our between a rock and a hard place here where it's like, it's almost too late to side with Jay-Z Lynn because you keep her and then she's going to beat you. But I'm with you on that one. The whole time she was talking, I was like, well, she's making sense. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're basically going to be up a Creek if you don't have her, but what are your alternatives? And to be fair, the name it's in the petty Betty. Petty. Yeah. You can't be Betty without Petty, okay? And she had enough ammunition to to load some Petty bullets this this week. That's simply as. Now, has there been regret? Of course. Naturally. <laughs> but in the moment, she was feeling it all. She was feeling the right moves, you know? And, and yeah. you know, this could have been a really good situation for Betty to build a bond with J.C. Lynn and use that to her advantage. Because at this point... JC Lynn has lost all of her allies. She thought she had allies in Kevin and Helena, but they literally just betrayed her. So she is angry with them. Clearly in the last episode, you see her yelling at Helena and them getting into it together. So like you can tell that JC Lynn is like not pleased with Kevin and Helena. Um, and she doesn't really have a relationship with Josh. And Betty is finally in power. This is the perfect opportunity to build something with JC Lynn and be like, look, you clearly don't have anyone left in the house. I was just betrayed as well by Josh. We need to band together. Like, I will keep you safe this week as if you promise to to keep me safe if you win next week or whatever she wants to do. Like, let's work together, essentially. Um, And, you know, then put Kevin and Helena on the block. I mean, Josh, yeah, sure, he betrayed her, but he's like, he's her only ally left, essentially. And I get why, I totally get why she put him on the block, because it's like a tip for tat situation. But I really think that this could, she could have done something to build a bridge with JC Lynn moving forward, especially like Chappelle said, you know, JC Lynn is winning things. And if she's concerned about her winning things, well, that could be, she could use that for her own advantage to, you know, make a deal with her. 
I think that would have been the best move in this scenario. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a it's a spot here where Betty says to us, when I get mad, I just I don't talk to the person until I feel ready to talk to them. Um, we heard Josh say, like, I'm going to give her a couple of days. I believe that was in the last episode. I'm just going to give her some time to blow this over. The problem is that in Big Brother, uh, there's only a roughly like a 24 hour period between mm-hmm. winning HOH and making your nomination. So that day that they took off of uh of like really getting down and talking now they did have the one conversation but not enough to like fully reconcile Mm -hmm. that day led to nominating josh the following morning um was like okay now we can reconcile now we have this nice conversation i want you standing next to me at my wedding we're gonna hug it out it's gonna be great um and we can finally address i think kevin is a much bigger problem than i thought the Kevin problem. Um, here's the problem with the Kevin problem. Kevin's not on the block right now. Uh, so Betty has been thinking about it. And Kevin is a much bigger problem than she thought. Uh, she thinks that Kevin's been playing them. She's going to give this information to Josh. Now, Josh's response is a little strange, um, considering he knows almost all of the information that Betty is telling him apart from the information that Kevin uh, has been saying uh, that he might want Josh out. Uh, If I were Josh, I would assume like that's just Kevin not like hiding our relationship, uh, pretending like he wants me out. Um, But Josh quickly is going to go to, I feel very played by Kevin. He feels very played by Kevin. Uh, Those are the only two sound bites I have, by the way, just don't, don't get your hopes up. Um, (laughs) So, uh, I feel like there's just something missing here. Uh, even watching the feeds, I feel like there's something missing here, like the through line for Josh as to why he is so anti Kevin now. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. part of it is that he feels Kevin has turned on him, but beyond just Kevin turning on him, he also feels like Kevin's tactics are now disgusting and he can't be friends with Kevin outside of the house anymore because of how gross of a person he is. Um, and it's like, but Josh has been with Kevin every step of the way all season long. He's not exactly like being forthcoming to Betty about that fact either. Um, so I figured that there was at least part of Josh that was just playing this up to Betty, even if he was pissed at Kevin for maybe wanting to cut him at this point. But it seems as though this is fully how Josh feels based on what we're hearing in the diary room. And it, it, it like, I, I can see maybe why why we get there, but I still just feel a little bit lost as to exactly what Josh's thought process is. You're like, what are the tactics that are disgusting? Like, I feel like I just I don't know of any toxic tactics that Kevin has used that are like disgusting or that I would be so appalled by. I really think emotionally Kevin is manipulating. Playing, but I think Kevin is playing just like I don't know a really interesting game and just a really I, I don't know I don't necessarily feel like he's done anything that's like super outrageous i maybe i'm just like i'm comparing it to like past house guests who like emotional manipulation is like outright bullying and oh, yeah. that's like I mean, part of the game like this is just like saying certain things that it's like a dan style where it's like mm-hmm. oh he's emotionally manipulating like danielle by making her cry but not like actually like bullying her harassing her like isolating her like i feel like that's where i like draw the line in terms of 
like bad tactics versus like good gameplay. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, strange here. I do I do personally think that Kevin has played one of the cleaner sort of right. like mastermind games we've seen in, in a long time. Um, but uh, but all that really matters is the perception in the house and uh, and for Betty and Josh at least they uh, they do not like his tactics. Um, and Josh is uh, at this point seemingly fully flipped against Kevin. They talk about the possibility of getting Kevin up on the block. Now, Josh talks about potentially taking Kevin out, but at this point in time, Betty is still very much on the page of taking Jace out if Jace is still up on the block. that uh, getting The idea of getting Kevin out is not really uh, a, a possibility unless Jace is the one that wins the veto, not Josh. Um, so but it certainly Selena plays for... From this? Like, why are they not... Rec- like, I feel like... If they, Kevin is considered an emotional manipulator, like Helena would be what? Like when she her, his little sidekick is what Josh mm-hmm. called her. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know what that's um, that you know what that's like. You know, you know exactly what that is. You know, he's she's never gonna get the credit that he gets because he looks like a nerd and because he's a man and you know, like it's Helena and they don't they don't respect her game. And she said it. She's like, she says it to Kevin Martin in this episode. Like, I think people aren't going to realize the things that I've done in this game. And they think I'm just mm-hmm. floating by. And so, yeah, but for me, Josh's thing is that he screwed up. He put up his friend and rather than saying, I'm a bad guy, I put up my friend. I look, look, Betty and him are talking about being at each other's wedding. You're my best friend inside, outside the house, upside the house, under the house, (laughs) around the house. You're my best friend in the whole world. So as your best friend in the whole world, you wouldn't allow me to win this game. You would risk that for Kevin and Helena, right? That's what you're saying. Your best friend in the whole world is going to sit on the block instead of these two randos and you're like yeah well it's because kevin kevin is so evil oh my gosh his mm-hmm. tactics he turned us against each other we are a friendship rooted in friendship of all the, <laughs> the friend the friendliest friendship of all time and you mean to tell me that you we let him get in between us he's so dirty that totally. kevin it's like josh own it you did it you did it mm-hmm. you screwed up you did it but you screwed up and it's okay but i don't think it's I think there's a line, right, where you can start to be a character assassin a little bit on Kevin because it can further your game. You do need to turn Betty against Kevin and Helena. You do you do need to be back in her good graces, but there's kind of like a limit to where you, um, I think the early seasons of Big Brother US, like when you start calling people the devil, they don't love it, you know? Oh and so, so it's kind of like you have to teeter that line of, yes, I need you back with me and I need you against Kevin, but also... Kevin hasn't really done anything that bad, mm-hmm. so you got to make some up. And so I think that's just what he's doing right now. I, it, it's painful to watch because Josh, this is 100% your fault, but you got to do something. I think you're totally right. I think there is an element of guilt involved mm-hmm. in this whole thing where it's like he feels guilty that he did this, so instead it's like, well, Kev, I can't believe Kevin convinced Maybe. me to do this. Like, mm-hmm. it's so evil. You know, it's like Okay, well, you were the one who did it, and like, sorry, but yeah. My question is: yeah. Is it working? Is it, it is it is it effective? That's all I have to. That's all I want to know. Yeah. In terms of uh, of Josh and Betty being on the same page now, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. they very much are, um, and uh, and that's sort of where where things stand. Right, heading into this veto, uh, big stakes. If uh, if Jace wins it, Kevin could be in some trouble. Uh, theoretically, um, if uh, if Josh wins it, Kevin could end up on the block again, though. Uh, in both spots, Josh and Jace should leave over him, but certainly the possibility exists that he could end up 
leaving. So uh, we get into this veto competition. Uh, not my favorite to watch uh, personally. I feel like it was it was actually like I liked watching it the first time. Um, the subsequent five times I was I was like, OK, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel I'm like good. I did love um, Betty in it where she just <laughs> ended up in some other room. Like, I do feel like they probably should have like clarified like, OK, this is where you're like, this is where the competition nah, is. let them let them wander. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was like sad to watch. And I just kept thinking about like the lights that were lined up below. I thought she was for sure just going to kick those. And those are probably worth a lot of money. So it was uh, it was very funny watching her just like bang around on like the side of the set while they like panned out. And it was like you saw the actual competition going on like way on the other side. And she's like over here walking into walls. That was pretty funny. All I could think of was watching Jace. Um, you know, her life is on the line in this game. She might go home at the final five if she doesn't win this veto. In fact, there's a very good chance that she will. Um, and she's like on her hands and knees, like slowly, slowly crawling through. I'm like, I've, I just watched an episode of Survivor where these fools are running at like a sprint mm-hmm. through through like wooden obstacles with blindfolds on in order to get like bad pizza like uh <laughs> like this is for your life in the game at final 5 and you're you're slowly moving through this i mean i get it it's like you don't want to injure yourself but man uh have a little hustle uh you know we saw josh move a lot faster helena crushes it um i think jace like just i mean apart from the fact that she also is too short to see the puzzle piece which uh is something to talk about um i think that jace still would have lost this competition based on the speed alone i think that's fair i think that's very fair i mean i think it kind of speaks to jace's game right doesn't start quick out the gate takes her time then realizes oh no you know what i gotta speed it up now and by then it's too too little too late i do think so i i like this concept for this competition i really liked the making them watch the videos the blindfolding was very interesting did not realize we were going back to the bird box of it all but Mm -hmm. i i did like the, the different locations and i hated watching it i think anytime you give us a veto where it's a time trial and like Mm -hmm. we see it six times it's played out after the first time but all the other parts of it was two thumbs up for me Mm, Yeah. yeah my favorite part is that like who is the weirdo who thought let me hide these puzzle pieces on the top of a building that no one can see <laughs> that is so <laughs> that is so cruel like people are running underneath you like i can't find this have you tried uh scaling the skyscraper <laughs> yeah <laughs> especially because there are players who are able to just immediately see it like it's not even an issue yeah. for them it's very much above jason's <laughs> eyeline like uh definitely height played an advantage there um, but ultimately we see, uh, we see Kevin and Betty struggle quite a bit. Um, and, uh, Helena wins the competition with 10 minutes, roughly. Uh, as you can tell by the fact that I have no more sound clips, uh, what are you doing, Helena? What is this veto celebration where you're just repeating the same lines from before? You can't. Regular schmegular me twice. Helena, regular schmegular basic men. That was way better than her regular schmegular. This time she was well rehearsed. She was like, 
All right, me, regular schmegular. What? <laughs> no, you don't get to repeat them. Mm, she's building a narrative. She wants us to know that you two could get off the couch and go sit on a different couch. <laughs> you know, like, you could be regular schmegular Helena and still pull yourself up from, you know, like the, the bottom of this alliance and tear it apart and win a couple uh, competitions. She's like you, she's just explaining to you what we should see her as this underdog that she, she kind of is an underdog, honestly, but she's got to believe in herself more because at, at, at some point, like we're all going to stop believing in you. How many times are you going to call yourself mid? Really? Just, yeah, I feel like the it. first time it makes sense and it's cute because it's like, oh, she like she finally won something. She's so excited. She's so thrilled. It's she's shocked. Now it's like, OK, yeah, you've already won a veto. Like, you're good. Like, just, you know, <laughs> celebrate, you know. Right. Yeah. Are you schmegular? <laughs> if no. so, we have a player for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. huh. Yeah, that's pretty good. Voice of the Schmegler people. Schmegler people. No, Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, We're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Helena has the veto. Uh, of course, she's not going to use it. Um, we, we, of course, had to include the obligatory, even like, even Jace in this segment is like, I mean, you could use it. Like, I've got to say this. Uh, like, we didn't need this. This was unnecessary. Everybody knows Selena's not going to use the veto. She doesn't use the veto. It's all fine. Yep. It's fine. Whatever. Stays the same, as we suspected. Yes. I like uh, Kevin's shirtless celebration. 
<laughs> at, at least Jace did something. You know, like she didn't have to, but at least she did it. We we don't like to see the person who just gives up. At least she said the words. Like, you know, you could use it on me. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, okay, you're right. So, all right, that's cool. Um, yeah. I don't even know if, you know, Jace is in a tight spot where she's not getting past this round. It doesn't seem like it based on the veto. Um, now, if anything else crazy happens, that's fine. But there was no way she was coming off the block. Not at this point. Not with Helena being the veto holder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else from the episode? Because there are some some spoilers that uh, I think we have to get into here, even though it's a Wednesday night. Uh, so anything else from the episode? Nothing from me. All right. I mean... Taryn, do you want me to snitch on you to Kevin Martin? You're just going to not talk about your How guy? How dare you? How of course. dare you? Kevin Martin. Uh, well, I, ca- I can tell you that uh, Kevin Martin should be joining me tomorrow night uh, to uh, to talk through some Big Brother. So uh, we will hopefully get uh, some Kevin Martin on Kevin Martin action oh my uh, tomorrow night. <laughs> oh. um, but uh, yes, of course, very cool to see Kevin here. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I, I love the whiteboard, whipping out the whiteboard, um, feel like probably could have made better use of space on the whiteboard, big old whiteboard, <laughs> three words on it. Uh, I feel like, you know, it could have probably fit a little bit more. I mean, you had a whole binder going into BB can five. You couldn't have fit like some more words on that. Uh, I'd be but, interested uh, to know, I'd be interested to know how much detail he was able to get into or if he had to like pre tell like the producers like okay here's what I'm going to tell them and kind of get it cleared because I feel like if he knows what's going on in the season and he gives too much information like you know like I'm just wondering if they like I would be interested for you to ask him tomorrow like what was he allowed to say or did he have to pre-prepare for whoever won like okay I'm just going to tell him like basic stuff about like you know whatever um, cause he didn't really go into detail, which makes sense. Um, but like, you know, it would have been interesting if he could have, but I'm assuming it's because of, you know, production. In in my experience, uh, my assumption would be that they went through with him ahead of time, what he was planning to say. They probably coached him on like, uh, okay, this is, you know, in, in the back and forth, this is what you are allowed to say. This is not what you're allowed to say. Um, and in general, I think, uh, probably stuck to, um, like, uh, as little, uh, you know, personal opinion about specific things as possible. Um, and, uh, and there were probably like, uh, you know, people on the call too, that were like, uh, you know, monitoring the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah Cause I feel like I like the idea of having like Kevin Martin or a winner or somebody like come in and give advice to someone as like part of a prize. I love that idea. Um, but at the same time, it's like the advice has to be so not personalized that it kind of like, it, it kind of just is a generic like advice. Um, so it's not as impactful for me where it's like, you hear that like, Oh, Kevin Martin's going to be like giving advice to this person. Like, that's amazing. I want to hear what they have to say. And then it's kind of just like generic advice because obviously it has to be, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I think you really have to just trust the person. I mean, obviously, you know, far, far, far removed from the days of Dan Giesling entering the house. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but like, you know, you, you trust Dan to know, what he's allowed to say right like mm. i think the same is true of kevin i think that right um i think there's probably a reason why they chose kevin for this which is that like 
they know that Kevin is not going to let his personal biases impact <laughs> yes, uh, what's happening here. And he's not going to accidentally slip and, and give something away. Right. So, um, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's probably where it comes from. It reminds me of when um, in Big Brother Canada six, when they were able to like go over mm-hmm. their final pitches or whatever. I thought that that was really great because um, and I and I do hope they do that kind of thing more often because I do feel like it. It was interesting to hear what people's pitches were going to be and then to get that feedback from the winners and then give a different pitch in the end was um, very interesting to see. And I think that that's it's good because it's good to have someone to kind of like bounce your final pitch off of um, because you basically are just reciting it to yourself usually. And you're like, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. But it's like, no, don't say that. That sounds really bad. So it's good to have some outside perspective being like, no, you need to have like more confidence in yourself or you need to play up your wins or whatever. So I like that sort of thing. All right. This this segment made it very clear that Kevin Martin is a poker player because <laughs> these hints that he gave her were clear out clearly out of like a poker for dummies beginner's book. Like, okay, stay calm, prepare, and visualize your success. Kevin, Kevin, are you about to sell a manual or something like that online? I'd be shocked if he's not about to drop a link right now oh, to Kevin sure. Martin's like, you know, um, uh, strategies for success. You can apply them to literally anything because none of it had to do anything with this show specifically. This is stuff that you can, you could do this for like, how are you going to go get the gas, like go get gas from the gas station? Okay, stay calm. Yeah, that is out of gas. Also, make sure you have enough gas to make it and then make sure you see yourself actually getting to the gas station to put gas in your car. He just did the bare minimum. But I do have questions here. Helena says to Kevin, like, well, first of all, is it cold in the house? Why is she wearing a leather jacket? I just need to know. But she says to Kevin, um, I have to make a decision that is between my personal game and a game decision. What is she talking about? Because as far as I'm concerned, I don't see these other options that she's talking about. Maybe they showed them all. I'm assuming she's been doing it on the feeds, maybe. But she presented it like Kevin was going to make her help her make a hard decision this week on whether or not to use the veto. And I didn't see a hard decision at all. So did I miss something? Puya, was no. she past that and thinking about who to send home? Yes. Was she the, like, I'm already know. not the, using it. Yes, right. the decision she's talking about, because they're, they've already started in on this decision right after she wins the veto, is the personal decision, should I keep Josh? Or the strategic decision, should I keep Jace? Uh, between the two of them on the block. That's that's what she's talking about. Hmm. What? What is personal about the Josh thing? Just because they're kind of aligned a little She's bit. She's a lot closer to Josh. She likes Josh a lot more. Yeah. She would rather lose to Josh. Um, and uh, then Jace. Uh, she doesn't like Jace very much. Mm, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is a really hard decision. Because I do feel like you obviously want to win. But if you, if you can't win in the end... You'll want to have somebody win that you are like happy to have win and are proud of as like you're the winner of your season. And it's like, do you cut that person that you would be proud of winning in the hopes that you will win yourself? Like, I just feel like I totally get where why she's having a tough time with this decision. Um, but you know, strategically, I feel like it makes a lot of sense to cut Josh. It's just like I. I totally get the emotionality of it. Yeah. Uh, Well, there's plenty to talk about there as we head into the spoilers. So uh, we're going to go right in. The Office of Civil Defense has issued the following message. This is a spoiler warning. 
A spoiler. Warning means that an actual spoiler against this country has been detected and that protective action should be taken. Puyo wasn't dancing. I was trying to push him into mm. dancing. I was Puyo. bopping my head. I was bopping my head. A teeny bop. Man, we've got we've got some we've got some non dancers lately. Uh, well, here's here's what I've got for you. If you've been following the updates every morning, uh, and then subsequently the podcasts uh, later in the night, then you've heard me go. They're evicting Josh. Nope. They're evicting Jace. Nope. They're evicting Josh. Nope. They're evicting Jace. Nope. They're evicting Josh this morning. And uh, I can tell you that while these episodes were airing, it has changed yet again. And they have decided to switch and evict Jace. Oh, my God. I'm that so is confused. the latest. I literally had no idea that that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing too much. They're doing too much. I. This is a lot. I mean, here's the thing. I think out of the two of them, I personally have one that I would like to stay in there. But even I'm exhausted and I have no stake in the game. So I don't know. I feel like they should they should just commit to something at this point. I really do. Because there's not like new information's coming to the table. You're just playing with the same info you have and keep coming with a new conclusion. That doesn't seem like it's right. There's a clear mm-hmm. answer for you both. Go with what's good for you. Move it along. What's their logic now? To change it back, I thought. For I sure, honestly don't know. I sure haven't. Jason I haven't. Thing. I haven't been able to watch since it's all happened while the episodes in this podcast. There's a have been lot happening. of. Com- I, I saw some tweets about. Um, they are both trying to get Josh to throw the hoh. The new appeal is Josh might throw the hoh to to one of them. Is kind of what I was seeing. And again, take this with a grain of salt because I'm HOH like, means nothing. The veto is what matters. Like get him to throw the veto. That's that's what you want. Uh and even then it's like uh Betty's not evicting Josh. Uh like if Betty wins the veto. I've I've maintained that I think it's it's like it's a close call. I do think there's a better chance of getting Josh to throw the veto than I mean certainly certainly Jace. I mean Jace wouldn't throw it. But I also think that Jace is more likely to evict Betty and Betty's more likely to evict Jace than Josh and Betty to each other, obviously. So I do think there's pros and cons. I've gone back and forth about like who I think is best. Um, I mean, I've maintained that I do think that evicting Josh is better for the both of them combined. I think it has been better for uh, Helena for uh, for most of this time. Um, and given how flipped Josh is on Kevin, I also think it's um, it's like I do see that for Kevin. Um, and I've said again, as Jace pointed out, Josh is longer than Jace. Uh, he has an advantage in, in, in competitions, even random ones where you're blindfolded just because he can see things that are higher up. Uh, so, uh, I, I feel like, I feel like they were right on their call to keep, uh, Jace this morning. And the thing about that is like, even if they flip back to Josh, that's fine too. Uh, in the sense that, like, I think it's also fine to keep Josh. I think there are there are ways to play with Josh as well. Yeah. I think it's a close call either way. The thing that I feel like they're really starting to mess up now is that it is way too close to the wire at this point. Mm-hmm. The eviction is tomorrow night, but the feeds go down. The eviction happens early. It's recorded. Um, they're not going to have much time at all on Thursday. There's rehearsals. There's everything else. There's not a lot of time to talk game on Thursday, which means they're making their decision at the buzzer, pretty much. And what that means is that they have done next to no work on mm-hmm. making sure that this decision 
like beyond making the decision. Okay, you've made the decision. Now do the work to make sure it's the right one for you by putting in the work with Josh, putting in the work with Betty, making sure that they're in the right place in your head, putting in the work with Jace for jury management. Uh, because Jace has now had gotten her hopes up. Um, and is feeling like, okay, we're in this, um, and is about to be, uh, told, actually, never mind. And let me tell you, Jace is going to come out of this house saying, wow, Josh is incredible. Josh just did that. He managed to convince them to do something that wasn't in their interest. Josh on his way out the door. Yes, he was mad at Kevin and he would have been talking all kinds of trash about Kevin, but people like Moose and Summer and Herman, who Josh betrayed, would have been like, so you're mad at Kevin for betraying you and they would have heard all the things that Kevin was doing. And I think they would have given Kevin the credit for it. Now, Jace is going to come out to the jury house mm-hmm. and she's going to be like, Kevin and Helena are just Josh puppets. Yeah, um, they can't make up their mind. They just exactly. go back and forth. Yeah, they're, they're just terrible convinced look. by whoever. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's very bad. Uh, the way that Kevin was talking about evicting Jace just Last night when he told her he was evicting her and then she managed to flip him. If if it had ended there and he had made the call to hold on that conversation, she was leaving thinking this was Kevin's decision mm-hmm. and I respect it because he respected me. Yes. Now she's going to think, how did Josh get to them? Mm-hmm. And it's such a disaster. I can't believe they're making they're making it's this so mistake. So bad. I bet it'll flip back. It's got to. I mean, it has to. It's the logical choice. <laughs> At least I, two more times. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think true. I think they so part of it is that they told Betty, who then told Josh, who then went and talked to Kevin and Helena, which I think is theoretically part of what flipped them back over. Um, but uh, they do plan to tell Jace as well now what uh, they're going to decide. And so there is certainly a chance so that Jace bad. could flip them back. But at that point, like, who knows if that's even the right call? Because Jace is going to be pissed that they changed their minds again. Right. And who, what kind of like, you know, it's it's such a it's such a mess. They're like it's such toying a mess. with her essentially. She's going to think that they're they're toying with her, and the fact that they're flip flopping back and forth makes it seem like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And so if I'm Jace and I go into the jury house with that, I'm going to be like, yeah, these guys have no clue what's going on in this house. Like they're just going back and forth. They don't have a strategy. Oh, God, it's bad. Well, that's the thing, right? Is that um, we talked earlier about Helena saying regular schmegular and like playing yourself as mid, you know, the whole um, self-deprecation. There gets to be a part in the game where you just have to try and exude that confidence. And neither of them are exuding any type of confidence right now. And you, whoever you're sending to the jury, you're giving them that. You're giving them indecision. We don't even know what's best for us. We're at the final five. We have one choice to make, and it's so difficult. Compound that with the way their games may have been seen prior to this. Because like a lot of the conversation we've had about you know Kevin's game, ooh, Kevin's playing a good game. They're going to understand it. We're going to get there. I still think he's probably fine. This isn't helping it, though. This isn't helping it any at all. And if anything, Josh, who we were looking at a week ago, we're like, yo, Josh messed up. Josh had one job and and screwed it up. He's not going to be looked at well. He could be losing stuff. If the, if JC Lynn leaves this jury house and, and says, yeah, Josh inception them. I was safe yesterday. Josh inception. I don't know how Josh is still in that house. Yeah. Josh will get all that credit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like, again, anyone that sat next to Josh, Josh is still there. They've gone out unanimously. The story writes itself by the end. It, I, yeah. It, yeah. I, I was envisioning the scenario where Josh shows up at the jury 
Because like even even like with this decision, like you could say, okay, well, Jace survived and Jace would get credit. But you have to think about the order of operations, right? Josh shows up at the jury. So the first thing they find out is that Josh is gone. And they're like, what did Jace win the HOH? Like, oh, my God. And then Josh is like, nah. And he shows them it was Betty. What? Betty's the HOH. Wow. And you went out on Betty's HOH. Oh, my God. What happened? Uh, How did you get voted out? Jace must have won the veto. Uh, or something, right? Or maybe Jace and Betty teamed up. Nope, neither of those things. It was me and Jace on the block. What? Kevin and Helena are ridiculously good at this. How the hell did they pull that off? Uh, Helena wins the veto. Wow, mind blown. And then they turned on their alliance to take out the biggest threat. They're incredible. I can't believe them. Uh, Jace gets no credit for this. Josh is pissed at Kevin, sure, but they're like, Josh, how, like, how can you be pissed at Kevin when you turned on all of us? Uh, like he played you just like you played us. Like, good job. Um, and I think it all plays very well for both Kevin and Helena. Um, instead, again, Jace is going to show up and they're like, ah, Jace, you lost the competitions. Um, and she'll be like, yeah, uh, but man, I was up against Josh and, uh, you know, they decided to evict me. Like I, I had talked to them. I had convinced them to keep me. And then Josh talked to them and, uh, he managed to get them back. And they're like, they're going to be like, Oh, they're in an alliance with Josh. They've been in one for a long time. They figured that out in the jury house. Uh, they stayed loyal to their alliance, even though that's a really dumb decision. They should have got rid of Josh. What are they thinking? Um, and she's like, yeah, I don't know how Josh convinced them. Oh my God. Uh, and it's yeah. all going to be Josh, 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 Josh. And mm-hmm. I also think that Josh is better, but that's uh, that's NSA. Well, I, I want this to be an opportunity for Helena to just there's a hole here. Like you know that you and Kevin are waffling. You could go to J.C. Lynn and say, "I am the one making this decision to save you. We cannot go to the end with Kevin. So we are going to. I'm going to convince Kevin to evict Josh. Josh will go out of the house talking about what huge threats Kevin and Helena are, or at least at the very least, Kevin, who is attached to Helena. But now you have Betty and JC Lynn, who also are fine with getting Kevin out. You know, you could definitely flip this to where you look like the person who everybody's underestimating you. So now is the time because you cannot go to the end with Kevin. You cannot go to the end with him. And the only thing that matters this time is the veto. So you don't even really have to get much blood on your hands to get rid of them. It doesn't, it's not like, it, I feel like the hole is right there for her to do something with this, with this um, lack of action on Kevin's part. He's not, he's not doing anything. Like you said, you have to make this the right move, make it the right move for you. Forget him. You both can't win the game. So I'm just, I just wish that she would just have a little bit more agency in this moment. Go to JC Lynn and be like, listen, really it's me and you. It's me and you because jo- we can't trust Josh and Helena. I mean, Josh and, and Betty, for whatever reason, she left you up here. She doesn't want to work with you. I will be the one to work with you. And then if you need to get J.C. Lynn out, you can. But you definitely want to start pulling her away from the like the prospect of using the veto and you being the one eliminated. Right. Like if J.C. Lynn survives this, you want her still to be like, OK, well, I'm good with keeping Helena here. Um, and I was, I, she's not doing the work. And I'm like, like, do something. Just don't go to the end and lose. I hate it so much. I want to, uh, anyway, they're annoying. I want them to pick something and go with it. But I don't want them to pick it as a pair. It's fine for Kevin to pick it as a pair because he knows he beats her in the end. But Helena, come on, man, do something. I'm, it's annoying. Yeah, well, uh, that, uh, that's, that's where we stand Right now, I said this morning that I might show up the next morning and things might have changed 
back. So I'll say it again. Uh, that's where things stand as of right now. But for all we know, I will be live tomorrow morning and uh, there might be a different uh, Crazy. decision. We could watch the episode tomorrow night <laughs> and they have changed their minds. It's yep. that it's that back and forth at this point. So uh, who knows? But either way, uh, I will be live tomorrow morning with an update. And we will, of course, be live after tomorrow's episode to talk through all of it here uh, as we uh, as we run through the uh, the final week of the season starting tomorrow. Um, so uh, find me over on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. Watching these episodes live with all of you. Check out the Taryn Show and find me on Twitter at Armstrong. Taryn Chappelle, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Um, and check me out on all these random podcasts I'm doing. I was on the Survivor B&B on Rob Has a Podcast. Um, is currently still doing nothing but Netflix for Rob's system, you know, every week. And uh, I'm still doing The Walking Dead over on Post Show Recaps and Atlanta on Post Show Recaps. So find me in any of those locations um, or just follow me on Twitter. All right. Puya, what do you got going on? Well, I've got the 90 Day Fiance podcast going on this week at Asia on. Next week, I do have the man on the top right, Chappelle, with me. Excited to get his takes on the show. Uh, Mass Singer also going on on the Reality Rehap Ups Network. You can find me on Twitter at Puya. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. All right. And of course, you can find Melissa at It's Melissa with three A's. That's what we got for you. Thank you all so much for joining us here tonight. And we will see all of you next time. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChumpaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.